This podcast is part of the Gunna Geek Network. The opinions expressed may not reflect those of other podcasts or affiliates of this show or Gunna Geek. Check out other geeky podcasts at GunnaGeek.com. And get ready because geekiness commences in three, two, one. Did you see how much how much feedback we got on all that stuff from Google Plus? From the Google? Yeah. It's like, it's a ridiculous amount of feedback. I think I checked in one time we had like 30 notifications or something. Something dumb. Yeah, it's, no, it's been pretty ridiculous. I agree. It's good. I'm finding ways to, uh... You're snowballing it. It's snowballed. We're snowballing. Back in, you and I are snowballing back and forth. Wow. Is that true? Uh, can we pretend that sentence was never spoken by you? Which sentence? The one about us snowballing back and forth. You and I are snowballing back and forth. I don't think that that means what you think it means. I don't. Th- what does it? Mean? You're right. Actually, now that I think about it, I don't know what that means. Have you Have you not seen Clerks? No. You've never seen Clerks. What, no. What's a Clerks? You've seen Clerks. You're trolling. I'm not trolling. Have you seen Mallrats? Yes, I've seen Mallrats. That kid is on the fucking escalator again. Didn't they talk about snowballing in Mallrats? Those movies were not, they did not leave an impression on me. Oh, you did not connect with those films. I did not connect with those films, correct. Xbox Connect? Right, I did not Xbox Connect with those films. Okay, well, snowballing is when... I don't think I want to know now. You sure? Yeah. No, you made me... You know, you made me kind of scared for it. And are you sure you didn't already know what it is and you're just trolling me? Uh, no, I, di- I really don't know what it is, but apparently it's something that I don't want to know. So. I think you might want to know what it is, in case you decide to do it in the future. Mm-mm. No, I'm done. I'm good. I'm, I'm good without snowballing. Um, I'm going to assume that it's me having a snowball fight with my son. That's what I'm going to think. Okay. All right. That's fine. And that's a cute, that's a cute, that's a cute, that's a cute definition, isn't it? It's a cute interpretation of the word. Here's, here's my idea. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. We start the episode. That, that's that's your grand plan. I mean, give me like identify one flaw with that plan. People don't want to listen to you. You're an. Testing, one, two, three. We're live. We're mm-hmm. live, John. Great. Hey, we're on the air. We're live. We're live We've on the air. We've always been on the air. We're live on the air on this podcast, Unqualified Gamers, episode 62. Is that what we're at? Oh, God. I don't know. That's a lot of episodes. I say that every week, don't I? You do, and then you fail to... Uh, you, if you don't know the number, how are you supposed to save the file to send to me with the number so I know what I'm doing when I edit? I just kind of ballpark it. Okay. So, anyways, isn't a word. Uh, listener, I'm Cody, and this is John, and this is a podcast about video games where we don't talk about anything else because we're not qualified to do that. Isn't that the that's, premise? No, that's how this goes. That's, is that the premise? Is yeah. that we're gamers, but we're unqualified to talk about anything else? Correct. Okay, great. That's our premise now. New premise, everybody. <laughs> Hold on your hats. <laughs> oh, 
it's gonna be a long night. It is gonna be a really how, long night. How You're have s- you? What? I what? What were you gonna say? This is. You make my life hard. That's what I was going to say. You make okay. my life. Hard. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. So um. So over the weekend, before we talk about video games, I have to say, guess whom we are more popular than on Google Plus. Uh. Wild guess. Jesus. Okay, uh, I don't know if Jesus is on Google+. Plus. I would presume so, but I haven't checked Jesus specifically, so I can't speak to that. At this point, Google either owns Jesus or they have a plan to acquire him. Or maybe Jesus founded Google. Mm-mm. No? That's not the way this works. No, that's ludicrous, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I, no, uh, Lud- ludicrous also did not found Google. Well, okay. So... No, uh, good guess. So, hey, on Google+, Plus, we have more followers now than Kings of Leon. That's a rock band. The rock band Kings of Leon? Yeah, the rock band. Yeah, not the actual Kings of Leon. So if you are, um, if you are a monarchy uh, of the civilization of Leon, civiliza- what, is, what is Leon exactly? A character in Resident Evil 4? Okay, so if if you, listener, are a monarch from Resident Evil 4, then please do not take offense. We are not referring to you. We are referring to the rock band Kings of Leon. We have we are now more popular than them on Google+. So, listener, if you're not on the Google Plus bandwagon, you should get on that, yo, because we're like way pops on there. You dig? Way pops. Yeah, way pops. And, John, do you realize you're going to have to learn all of this slang when your kid gets older? Way pops? Way pops. In fact, that that's how kids are probably going to say yes in the near future to their fathers. So, like, hey, can you take out the trash? Way pops. That actually is one of the things that I'm most terrified for is is becoming is because I missed the YOLO swag movement, right? I mean, didn't we all? We all did. So, <laughs> didn't we? No, I didn't miss it. No, you're you are in the YOLO swag movement. You do go to those parties, I guess. I go to college parties. That's what they do. They YOLO the swag. Right. So, okay, so I missed the YOLO swag movement. So when I hear people say those things, I typically want to kill them. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, I hope that you don't kill any kids um, as your child ages. Uh, and listen to the reason I bring up Google Plus is because every weekend we ask what you've been playing over the weekend or what you're planning on playing over the weekend. And then John and I... Pretend that we've ever heard of anything that you talk about, and then we talk about ourselves because we're really just fan servicing you at the start of the episode and don't actually care. <laughs> just kidding, guys. Right? Right? <laughs> Help me here, John. No, I think you've dug it pretty deep. Okay, good. Thank you for zero backup ever. All right, so we asked, and you replied. You're quiet tonight. Why are you so quiet tonight? Mm, I'm well. You've been kind of carrying this conversation because I can't f-ing shut you up. So, okay, good. That's what I like to hear. Hold on, I'm just marking down that you swore again because you can't keep this podcast clean for the kids. Just fine. So we asked you what you're playing this weekend. Pocket says I have Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, Wonderful 101, Mario and Luigi's Dream Team. I need to put a dent in. It's a lot of Nintendo action. Um, John, have you heard much about DKTF? Down to. Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Oh, oh, yeah, I was thinking something way different. Yep. Um, I heard, I've heard it's very good. I've heard it's like a super solid platformer. Really? Hmm. 
I thought I saw one review and it said it missed the mark. I don't remember if it was IGN or GameSpot. But... I mean, I've heard it's just like a really solid reboot of the DK. And I'm guessing you did not play the the DK on the Wii, correct? What the, wait, there was a Donkey Kong on Wii? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yep. I really didn't know that. Yep, there was. There was. It was Donkey Kong Country Land. Wait, really? No, okay, so I don't know if that's the actual title. It probably isn't. But legitimately, there was a Donkey Kong Country game on the Wii. I mean, I guess I believe you, but that's... Wow. It's funny that you never heard of it. Sure. Yeah, the Donkey Kong Country games don't get a lot of press or a lot of buzz, but but they are all really solid, like, hard games. Yeah. They're not easy games. So that's weird. Anyway, uh, moving along. Nora, most likely some Minecraft PvP with my friend, will troll everyone with dumb traps and stuff. I feel like Nora did that last weekend, and more power to you. I love trolling people with dumb traps and stuff. Oh, dude, John, did you ever play Dofus the Arena? No, but I remember you playing it with somebody, and it was basically like... I mean, wasn't it... Wasn't it like a strategy game? It was a... Yeah, it was a... It was like Worms 2 meets Final Fantasy Tactics. So, very simple games. <laughs> okay. That's, that's, that's that can't right. be right. No. Well, it kind of... Well, okay, so it's it was like Worms 2... But on a on a grid where you moved characters per turn, like you could move a certain number of squares per turn and then do certain attacks per turn, okay. like uh, up four different ones. But you only had like two or three characters in your party. Anyway, it was called Dofus Arena, but my friend and I, Will, and I called it Dofus The Arena all the time, and I don't remember why. And uh, long story short, we played it. This was, oh God, how long ago were we in college? So this was like 2006 or 2007. Uh-huh. When it came out, I think it, I, I know it's owned by Square Enix now. I don't know if it was back then, but it was really big in America and France. And Will and I would just create these two characters that would summon these, these crappy little guys. So a full, t- so it would be basically like I had two guys, Will had two guys, and we were fighting the opponent, and it was two people who each had two guys, right? Uh huh. And you could select from different classes. One was a summoner. And, you know, like a lot of classes, it'd be like a fighter. If you went up to the opponent and you attacked him, it did like 40 damage. It's a lot. Okay. Well, well, we played a summoner character, so we had four summoners. And for a turn, for one of their actions, a summoner could summon these two little just garbage characters. They, I don't know if they were called like – they were like rabbis from Secret of Mana. And they were just the worst. They had like two hit points, and they would do like one or two attack – one or two damage when they attacked. But we would sit in the back row and just spam summons of these things okay. and then control them and just send them in waves against the opponent, doing minute, like, negligible damage, but constantly keeping them occupied, and we won a couple matches like that, and it was really fun. That sounds miserable to whoever you were playing. Yeah, but they were all in France, so they were going to surrender anyway. Ha-ha! <laughs> Stereotypes! Get it? It was a really good joke. Thank you! So, moving briskly along, JD finished Lightning Returns, and glad it's the end of the saga. <laughs> More on that later. Interesting, okay. <laughs> uh, brave. Uh, listen, I have honestly been thinking about last week when you said that you were going to talk to me about like the story of that game, so I am kind of excited to hear all about oh, that game. I don't know if I'm ready yet tonight, but we'll see, we'll see. 
Uh, anyway, JD was also playing Bravely Default. was a great game up until a certain point, and then there's a frowny face. And playing Donkey Kong Tropical Breeze until Final Fantasy X HD comes out. Smiley face. Are you a big Final Fantasy X fan, John? No, I never was. Okay. I I actually liked it, but the the ending was spoiled to me for me, and I feel like that was a pretty substantial. Like there was a lot of emotional weight in the ending. You know, I actually put more time in Final Fantasy X than any other game, but I was so disinterested in the story. Like, I just had no interest in that story at all. So, I mean, it for me, it was it was whatever, right? Like, but I put I put the most time ever because I captured ten of every monster in the whole game, so I unlocked everything in that arena, mm, and okay. could yeah, and I had like everybody's final weapon and everything. I think I have like 180 hours in in my one save of that game. Oh, I did get the I did get the uh all of the ultimate weapons. Yeah, and some of them were terrible. Oh, Lulu's. I don't remember which one Lulu's was. Where you had to run through the rain and any time it No, that light... was Ka- that was Kamari's. Was it? Who's Kamari? And so moving along because obviously Wait. No, legitimately, who's Kamari? He's the big blue Rondo. A la Turk? And and you liked the game. I don't remember him existing as a character. Sure, okay. So, anyway. I played it a long time ago. It was a good game. It was I liked, just the, I, liked I didn't it. like the story. It was it was alright. It was alright. Alright, that's fair. Uh, Jose has been playing Xenoblade Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, you reviewed that. We've talked about that quite a few times. Yeah, I don't remember any of that. Mm, it's so good. Okay. Uh, Jamie says, I'll be playing South Park, The Stick of Truth, and since I've heard that's apparently short, I'll move on to Pokemon Conquest and Weapon Shop de Omas from there. Mm, I've heard about that game, but I don't know anything about it. I've heard I've heard of the name. That's about it. Uh, as an aside, related to Xenoblade Chronicles, have you seen any of the new trailers for X, the new game by Monolith that's going to be... It's basically Xenoblade 2? No. Oh my god, it looks it looks amazing. Is it really? It looks really good. Awesome. Uh, that, that's all. That was just my aside. It looks really good. Thank you for that. It's just called X? Mm-hmm. Wow, original. Just kidding. Game developers, if you're listening, give us money and we'll advertise for you. I think it's hey. probably going to, I think that's probably a working title. I don't think it's probably going to stay that name. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie, by the way, I have seen since, has beaten South Park the Stick of Truth. So, and this was in the span of like four or five days. So either he just played it a lot or it is short. I have heard a few people say it's kind of short. I heard like 12 hours. It must be, that, that must not be right. I, I heard like 12 hours. That's, that's short. I, that sounds long to me. For an RPG? It's a, but it's a South Park RPG. Dude, I'm like 20 hours into Lightning Returns. But that's way, it's way, that's way different. And I'm less than halfway through. It's way different. I'm just saying. It's RPGs... way different because this other game that we're talking about is probably a good game. Oh, <laughs> I see what you did there. All right, that's fine, fine. What? But Weapon Shop de Omas, you've heard of it? I haven't. I've heard the title. And what's Pokemon Conquest? Um, well, I don't know. God, there's so many Pokemon games. Some sort of, obviously some sort of Pokemon game. Dude, if they don't re-release Pokemon Snap soon, I'm going to snap. Good one. That game was Good awesome. one, I see Thank what you, you did there. That Thank was a good you. One. That game was awesome. Agree, disagree? No, that game was really good. You went the super innovative. I can't tell if sarcastic. No, that was like legitimately. It was super innovative. Wait, how? 
how how many other photo like photojournalism games were there out there? <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> there were only three other ones at the time. Yeah, there were only three other ones at the time, and yeah. Pokemon snapped it at best. Right, that's what I'm okay. saying. All right, that's fair. Uh, Jamie just says PS4 for the win. Okay, that's fair. It's a good game. Uh, thank you. Uh, why am I thanking you? Why am I taking... I deserve it. Okay. Bailey says, Borderlands 2, Dust 514, Gran Turismo 6, GTA 5 should keep me busy. Yeah, that's true. What is Dust 514? I've got a good friend that plays Dust 514. Um, and actually, you know him. It's Nick. Uh, it's a it's the first-person shooter that's made by the same company that made EVE Online. And it there are there are things that happened in the first person shooter that like coordinate with the the game with Eve online. Okay. Yep. Then we've yeah. Okay. So Man, you I, know a lot about video games. Yeah, I I follow video games pretty close. It's a thing I do. Yeah, well, apparently you don't follow adverbs very closely. See what I did there? No. Also, Gran Turismo 6? How many are there? There are six. That's too many. And Christopher left a comment, which is a conversation. You, you made that sound really ominous when you started. <laughs> did I? You, you really did. You had me worried. No. <laughs> Chris left a comment that he hates John and wants him to never be on the podcast again. He wants Ryan back. That sounds like something he'd say. That's no, that sounds made up. Actually, that hey, sounds like something you'd say. I would never. Oh God, no, Ryan, that was oh so many. Did you ever listen to that podcast? I I'm avoiding it. I okay. I'm terrified. Listener, if I you want hear. nightmares, go back to episode sixty, wherein Ryan guest hosted. It's a it's a barrel of laughs. So Christopher wrote a conversation between himself. And a body part of his. Which 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 one? Like it starts out as question mark question mark question mark, and then is revealed in the dialogue. Wow, this is so it's a short story. It no, it's a dialogue. I've done this before. He's helping me uh, practice my improvisational muscles. You knew this. Yeah, well, you took those classes. Then you know how good I am at it, right? You're really good. I'm going to take about a 20-minute break here while you prep and do, do your whole thing. No, I... Uh, you, uh, uh, okay, I just pooped my pants. But now it's, it's improvisational and scripted at the same time, so I have no preparation to prepare. Okay? Are we uh-huh. clear? Sure. Okay. So, clear as mud, right? Uh-huh. I Here, so... Chris's voice will be portrayed by a deep manly voice. And then the body part, I will surprise you with a new voice I've never done before. Okay, I'm ready for it. I've, I've been ready. Okay, here is what Chris was playing this weekend as, as, represented, as represented by a conversation that he posted. <clears throat> All right, which body part is talking to me this weekend? Me! Where on my body are you? Look down, silly! I'm talking to my left foot. Yep. Let me guess. No video games this weekend? Actually, you did play a video game. Oh, yeah. 
I beat the story mode of Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Actually, now that I think about it, that happened on Friday, so technically... Period, period, period. Shut up, foot. Okay, service. And scene. Are you bowing? You should bow. I am. Yeah, don't. It was really bad. How would you have done it differently? I wouldn't have done it at all. Yeah, why? why? And it would have been better. Is it because you've never taken an improv class? Yeah, that's that's what it is. I um, I don't have faith in my improvisation abilities. So what you're saying is I'm better than you at improvising. You can certainly uh, you can make attempts at improvisation. That is something you can do. Sure. Uh huh. No, you did that. Thank you. Okay, well, now that uh, now that we've put the spotlight on you, listener, now that we've let you feel welcome and demonstrated that I know nothing about any video games, basically. Like, oh, actually, I did know that Donkey Kong Country, there was a Wii game, so I guess that's one thing I knew that you didn't. Yeah, I, and I can't believe I didn't know that, but I guess that shows you just how much... That shows you either, one, just how much I was uh, paying attention to things coming out for the Wii at the time, or... To the amount of press that that game got, which is more, I think that's more likely that there was just not a lot of press with that game. Yeah, I feel like there's never a time. I mean, well, there was some press with this one because Cranky Kong took over Nintendo's Twitter account. That is one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. I retweeted some of his stuff. It was pretty funny. Yeah? He was like, is, Am that, I your, doing is, that, tw- is that your story? Yes, he was like, "Am I doing the Twitter right?" And then he would like post some stupid picture. Uh huh. It's very funny. Yeah, that sounds great. So, it got a lot of retweets. It was uh, a good viral marketing campaign. Uh huh. Yeah. It works to yeah. a degree. Sure, it yeah. sure did. Well, maybe uh, once you get more than eight Twitter followers, uh, you'll know how it feels. Ouch! It you cut me so deep. Yeah, I bet your clout score is a lot smaller than mine. I have so much more clout than you. You sound so ridiculous when you talk sometimes. It's pretty good. Yeah, well, that's only because my clout is so big. You got a huge, you got a giant clout. You're intimidated by my clout, I can tell. You're compensating. I can see it in your eyes. Is that a song? Nope. I can see it. I can see it. That's not yeah, a song. That's part of a song. <laughs> I can see it. It probably on. is. At some point <laughs> there was probably a song made with that string of words put together. Wait, wait, no, it's it's part of My Way or the Highway by Limp Biscuit. I can see it in your eye. No, that's not right either. It's I can see it when you... Anyway, what did you do this weekend? What did I do this weekend? I uh, I took care of a baby. That was something I did. God, uh, we all know you have a baby. God, is that all you're going to talk about? Yeah, and that was, you know, <laughs> that was basically uh, all I did over the weekend. We had some company... Um, uh, Casey's mom, my wife's mother, brought over a ton of food, like a ridiculous amount of food. So uh, that was pretty good. And uh, I, I I worked. So that – like I had to – then that, okay, that's what happened. I, I, it was a freaking blur. I had to go back to work, which I had taken two weeks off for the baby. Paternity and, leave. Sure. We'll call it that. I didn't actually have to take anything special. I just took vacation. But like, yes, it was my paternity leave. Um, and so I, I got, I did that obviously to hang out with Max and hang out with my wife and take care of them as much as I could while I had some time off. 
and learn how to take care of a baby. Um, and I had to go back to work and man, like I love my job. I really do. But going back to work and, and leaving them at home was really not easy. It was not easy at all. I did not want to go back to work. So, um, that was kind of no fun. Kind of no fun. Now, prior to this, you had left the house, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously I had to run errands, like multiple target runs because babies need a lot of shit. So multiple target runs up to that point by myself, but, um, this was just, you know what I mean? It was, it, it was sad because it's you me. Mean, yeah. It's me going to work for nine hours. Right. And your target runs lasted fewer than nine hours. Uh, unless I had to get a lot of stuff. Okay. Yeah. I can see that being a bit different. Yeah. So what you're saying is for the first time, perhaps ever, you may have had a less interesting weekend than me. Yeah, my weekend wasn't that interesting. Yes! Well, wait till you hear about my awesome weekend. You ready oh, for this? I'm on the edge of my seat. I didn't do anything. Somehow my weekend was still better than yours? Yeah, somehow, actually. Unless you count playing roughly 20 hours of Lightning Returns Final Fantasy thirteen. That is exciting. A, that is a lot of that game. That is, it a, is lot a lot of that game. I, I, do you know the difference? So you know about, you know what an introvert is and what an extrovert is, right? Uh, yes, I do. Would you say I'm an introvert or an extrovert? Yes, you're that one. The extrovert? By a lot. I totally thought- Or you put on a fantastic show. Well, here's the thing. I've talked to several people about this in the last week, and apparently being an introvert and being an extrovert have nothing to do- well- there are certain behaviors that introverts and extroverts display that are characteristic of being an introvert or extrovert. But supposedly, by somebody's definition, being an introvert and being an extrovert actually just defines where you get your energy from. Like, an extrovert, if they're around other people, like, that's where they get their energy and their whatever that means. I don't know what that means. And if they're alone for too long or whatever, they get, like, drained and they, like, need to be around people or whatever. And apparently, okay. using that definition, uh, I'm an I'm an introvert because I need – I've been very social over the last couple of weeks – I've been going out to dinner a lot. I've been getting drinks with coworkers after work a lot. I've been doing like just a lot of stuff, going to movies with people and going to shows with people and going yeah, we to We all we all know how popular you are. Very popular. Like college yeah, you're, parties you're, as you you're as we're so popular. I'm so popular. You bought the liquor for those kids that couldn't buy it legally. I did not buy them liquor. I did not drink at that party. I only did cocaine in the bathroom. Right. That was a joke for those of you attorneys listening, looking to prosecute someone for something. But actually, no, I like it was Wednesday or Thursday, and I was like, I, I do not want to do anything this weekend. I don't want to see people. I don't want to hang out with people. I don't want to be around people. I don't want to go out. I don't want to leave my apartment. So, like, literally, from I did, I, I went to a coffee shop and did some work actually on our website on Saturday. But outside of that, I was at home Saturday night, played Lightning Returns for probably eight hours. Sunday, woke up, played Lightning Returns for maybe eight hours. Went to the gym for about an hour and a half, came home and screwed around on Reddit. Like, it was basically just video games all weekend. I don't think that makes you an introvert. I think that means you had a quiet weekend. I don't know. 
I don't know how these definitions work. You're the doctor. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a doctor of sociology. But what? I'm pretty sure that that. I'm pretty sure you're an extrovert. I don't know, John. Fairly confident. I don't know. It doesn't. I don't know. Anyway, I had an introverted weekend. Whatever that means to you, I needed it. And, but the, here's the problem: is I I don't want to see people still. <laughs> it's like not good. Like I kind of like I. Yeah. I think that's okay. A, a couple of people have wanted to do things, like, a couple days after work. Uh, you know, like, oh, Tuesday you want to do something. Wednesday you want to do something. No. No, I don't. And then you I don't kick him to... in the stomach. Yeah. Yeah, and then I kick him in the stomach, and I just, I don't know. Uh, and I will say this. Also, Lent started last Wednesday was Ash Wednesday. Do you observe Lent? Uh... I, so I don't formally observe Lent. I used to. I used to practice Catholicism when I was younger. So you're so this year it was just whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I gave up. I so I I'm not like a super hyperactive Catholic or whatever, but I was raised that way, and I I I do use Lent as kind of a jumping, uh, jumping board, jumping pad. What's the term? Jumping pad is correct. Sure. Okay. As a jumping pad to kind of get. Um, get just to adjust some behaviors and start some new things, and then they they often expand to far beyond Easter. So, but it's it's a good like kind of excuse, like you know, I can lock it down for these forty days, and then by the end of the forty, like okay, cool, it's a new habit now or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it doesn't, then it doesn't, and I I did something kind of cool for forty days. It's whatever. I uh, give up alcohol, so no drinking for me. Okay. For a while, which is going to make it really hard to hang out with college kids. And I gave up eating out because I go out too much. There's a joke in there somewhere. I know. Definitely a joke in there somewhere. But I'll yes. let you, the listener, make it in your own mind. So that's going to save you a lot of money. Yes. That's the number one thing. That's going to save you a lot of money. Yes. The alcohol and eating out is going to save me an extraordinary amount of money. Still think there's a joke in there somewhere. Probably. So... There's that. So that's that's my next uh, several weeks until Easter, which is on 420 this year. You know what that means? I don't think there's a joke in there, though. It means no. There's not. There's no no possible joke. So I hope you play the video game this weekend, because now we should probably talk about video games. I did. I did. But I want you to go first, because I really or I, I want to hear about Lightning Returns. You need to talk about it, because it's a game that eventually will I get it? I don't know. Am I gonna get it? I don't know if I'm going to get it. You're not going to get it. Okay. And that's, you know what? I'm okay with that, but I really want to hear about it. So maybe I'll lend it to you. Do Here's you what wa- I'll do it. I'll, I'll beat it and I'll bring it up to you when I visit you in May. Okay. And uh, by the way, listener, John and I are going to do a live podcast. That's pretty exciting. In, in May. Not like live stream, but we're going to be in the same room actually looking at each other because when we Skype, we don't look at each other. No, because, ter- frankly, I'm terrified of your hideous face. Yeah, that would be just horrifying for, for all parties involved. So, as you say in your bio on our website and on the Gonna Geek website, uh, you, are the, you are the pretty face. Right. So, I do say that. Anyway, when I go and see you uh, in May, I will bring up Lightning Returns. And you know what? Maybe we'll just all sit around drinking and play the first – just watch the first cutscene. Is just it? that first – is it that bad? Just the first half hour or so. It's just... <clears throat> All right, so I, I, I've i established on this podcast before that I don't like reviewing games. Or, like, we don't review on this podcast, but I don't like to really, like, super go super in-depth into games 
that I haven't beaten because once I've talked about them on this podcast, I no longer have any um, desire to go play them. Yeah. Like, but, I no longer am but I motivated. But I this is going to be different because you're in the middle of it, and for some reason you have this f***ing hard-on for lightning. So, I have a feeling this will be different. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's interesting. I, I feel like I'm beginning to, like, understand the life of a game reviewer, but I don't know how game reviewers do it. Like, do they just play a game long enough to be able to review it, and then they're done? No, they get review copies beforehand. The company will actually send them a copy of the game for review. Yeah. And they will be expected to they will be expected to complete the game and then review it. Yes. So what you're saying is whatever I say is totally should not be said. Well, but that that's like the general rule of this show. <laughs> what? That I just ignore the rules and say what shouldn't be said? Yes. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page. So Lightning Returns. First, all right, so listener, I'm going to get minor spoilery with Final Fantasy XIII, Final Fantasy XIII 2, and Lightning Returns Final Fantasy XIII 3. Is that cool? Yeah, everybody, everybody loves us talking about Final Fantasy XIII. We don't do it enough, so... <laughs> we, I only spent the first, like, ten episodes of the podcast doing it, and to be fair, those episodes aren't even migrated to our website yet. So most of our newer listeners probably are not used to us talking about it. Okay. I'm just saying. So in a nutshell, Final Fantasy thirteen storyline. There is an artificial world called Cocoon. All the humans live on it. The That world lives kind of in the sky, just hovering above a gigantic planet called Grand Pulse. Cocoon was, there's a lot of complicated reasons Cocoon exists, but anyway, basically humans used to live on Grand Pulse, built this Cocoon planet, and live up there. You are lightning and... No, it's got a, by the way, it's Grand Pulse without the D, because it has to be stupid and different. Right, Grand Pulse. Yeah. So, long story short, you, the six characters that you have all become branded as Lassie, which are basically you get a curse on you and you have to fulfill a task or do a certain thing in order to have that curse lifted or you become a Seath? Is that right? You become a monster. So basically, you get this curse, you got to do something or you turn into a monster. (laughs) It sounds sounding so dumb. I'm sorry, it's just you like you talking about it and saying these words. It just sounds so dumb. It, you you played it and liked it. I did. I liked it, but like I liked the themes more than I liked the dumb vocabulary and vernacular that they created. I yeah, okay. It, it the, the, my... the themes of fate and choice are interesting. They're like that is an interesting theme of the game. This bullshit coating of garbage <laughs> that they put on it that is not the interesting part of the game. It's true. It's true. So, <laughs> but please continue about your foul sea and seeth and lassie. <laughs> the lassie. So the uh, as John mentioned, fate versus choice. Your mission as lassie is to what is your mission? To destroy cocoon? I think it's to destroy cocoon. Oh, it's to bring about Ragnarok, and which is what a uh, apocalypse. You you just you're supposed to destroy cocoon. Which would, like, kill the human race, basically. And your characters are all like, no, we're not going to do that. So they go down to Grand Pulse. I don't even remember why or how. 
No, it's an airship, so that's how, but I don't remember why. And then they wander around a whole bunch, and then I don't know what happens really at the end of the game, because you arbitrarily fight some boss who's a falsy, and it's very complicated. But long story short, you save Cocoon because two of your party members turn into crystals and kind of catch Cocoon as it's falling. So there's a giant crystal pillar holding up Cocoon in the sky, suspending it there, and then humans live on Grand Pulse again, and everyone's happy. And End of game f- one. And end of game one. Great. Cool. Uh, there's also a subplot with Lightning's little sister, Sarah, who is... Oh, if you... If you <laughs> God, this is so convoluted. And dumb. <laughs> it's convoluted and dumb. If you fulfill your your prophecy or whatever it is, oftentimes you turn into a crystal. You're, you just become a crystal. Uh, your body turns into a crystal. I don't know how better to describe it. And you sleep for hundreds of... <laughs> I hate I hate myself so much right now for knowing this. You sleep for hundreds or thousands of years until you magically awaken, and then you're a normal person again. Uh-huh. So Fang and Vanil turn into crystal, and that's the end of game one. And the, But the four of the rest of you are safe, and Sarah, which is spelled S-E-R-A-H, by the way, because they can't do anything right, uh, Sarah is becomes a human again. So throughout the whole game, Sarah is a crystal, and then at the very end, she's suddenly not. And it's like, great, cool. All right, it's the four of us and and Sarah, and it's very happy because the two people that turned into a crystal were outsiders anyway. They're, they have their own thing. So, like, you know, we don't miss them too much. Or we do, but, like, they're destined to be together. It's fine. Great. Lightning Returns Final Fantasy thirteen three is... Okay, I skipped one. So then Final Fantasy thirteen two. And there's a reason I'm doing this, John, and it will all make sense when we get to three. Okay. Final Fantasy thirteen. That's good, because I'm... we have talked about these games so many times. So that's good that you're recapping it, because it leads into something important. So yeah, I'm, I'm waiting. We have not talked to you about it in over two years. You realize this came out two years ago, right? That's when okay. we covered it in the podcast. All right, I'm just, all right. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it's been a while. Right. So for those listeners who haven't been with us for two full years, uh, so... Lightning, so Final Fantasy thirteen two. you play as Sarah. Suddenly, for no reason, it, it picks up right at the end of Final Fantasy thirteen. Cool, the five of you are hanging out. You just saved the world. Great. Lightning falls into some time rift and ends up at, like, the end of time or some parallel dimension locked into an infinite battle with some guy named Caius? Yeah, that's his name. Who is some immortal that just battles her over and over, and he's trying to destroy existence or something. I don't really know. Sarah, like, wakes up from a dream and realizes this is all happening, and then some other time traveler named Noel, who is essentially Sora from Kingdom Hearts. So Sora from Kingdom Hearts basically pairs up with Sarah, and they have to travel through time to various points to collect something to help them save the world. They collect shards. They collect shards. Do you remember why? The shards help help resolve the paradoxes. Right. There's time paradoxes caused by Caius and a subplot with this woman named Yule. Y-U-E-L. Not like Yuletide, because the E and the L are swapped. But... 
Yule and Noah, Noel slash Sora have this relationship. It's weird. You go through time, you collect shards, and then you get to the end of the game, and you have a final battle with Caius in some other dimension, and then you go to another dimension and fight him again, because there's like 18 forms, and then you finally get to the end, and you're in the future, and there's supposed to be a big catastrophe. The Crystal Pillar is supposed to, to crack, and Cocoon is supposed to fall on the Grand Pulse, basically killing everybody in the universe. So that sucks, so you're supposed to stop that catastrophe. Well, you get to the future, and you kill Caius, which creates another time paradox, apparently, and Sarah dies. I don't remember why. You don't know. Literally, the end of that game is Sarah just dies from a big black cloud that comes in. Yeah. And it's dumb. Yeah. So at the start of this game, (laughs) the first scene is, so you're playing as lightning, obviously. And you are in a giant clock tower, and you're fighting, or you're, you're in a big cathedral, reception hall, banquet hall, and you fight Snow. Snow is the one of the main characters from the first game, and he makes several appearances in the second game. He was Sarah's fiancé, so this is Lightning's, like, brother-in-law-to-be. And she's fighting Snow, and then gets teleported to... Uh, a a platform kind of hanging in the middle of the sky. Think the end of time from Chrono Trigger. And Hope is there as a child. So Hope is a child in the first game. And then in the second game, he's an adult for most of the game. And then in this game, which takes place in the far future, he's a kid again. <laughs> and it turns out that Lightning is now the savior. And everyone calls her savior. They call her Savior. They call her Savior because she was chosen by God, whose name is Beelzebub or Belthazar. uh, I think it's Belthazar. No, it's not. It's uh, it's Bunavelza. I'm not making this up. (laughs) Bunavelza is God. And God... So at the end of Final Fantasy XIII 2... In a, in the midst of the whole Sarah dying thing, Lightning just goes to sleep and becomes a crystal. So, in this game, you're on this arc, and Noah, no, uh, what the hell is his name? Hope explains to you that Bunavelza, the god, woke is it really Bunavelza? We didn't make this up. This it's is Bunavelza. I'm serious. So Bunavelza, the god, woke up Lightning from her 500 year crystal sleep because. Chaos matter has consumed the world. <laughs> okay. Not done. Wait a minute. Wait, say it one more time. Chaos matter. Chaos. Okay. Or the chaos. They call it the chaos. I'm gonna that's, call it Well, that's good. We have to. So, we have to use. Uh, that's, we have to use colloquial terms. I mean, right. So the chaos has swallowed literally almost all of existence. All of existence. So that in all of existence, there are basically, there are basically, there are Uh four areas left in civilization. Okay. Okay. There's two cities and then a wildlands and then a desert, which are of course just suspended in the air because they're not connected to each other insofar as I can tell. And everything around them is void. It's just Uh the chaos. So... It's the end of the world, and you have eight days to save as many souls as you can. Because, so, 
What's going to happen is in eight days, the chaos is going to finish swallowing all of existence, and Bunavelza is going to <laughs> is going. I'm sorry. Look, I really, I'm I'm not doing that like sarcastically. Like that, it is it is a legitimate response. It is no, it is a legitimate response to that name when you we, say yeah, it. We, no, we are nothing if not authentic on this podcast. Bunavelza is going to reboot reality and My existence. God. <laughs> I can't say it. Okay, so God to it, is going sure. to God is going to so once chaos has swallowed all of existence, God is going to reboot it using only the souls that the savior has saved. So in order to populate humanity as an existence, you have to go around completing various tasks to save people's souls, which will then allow them to pass on to the next world. Huh. So for the past 500 years, no one has aged at Why? all. Why? I, I don't know. <laughs> because when Caius was killed, it altered the balance of chaos and reality or something. There's some explanation. So no one has Is aged. There? Yeah, yeah. So no one has aged except that Hope was an adult. And his explanation is, I was an adult. And then the next thing I knew, I was here on the Ark, which is, again, the end of time. He's literally sitting at a giant computer. It's just got, like, 50 computer monitors, basically. And he's got a keyboard. And he's sitting there, like, monitoring the chaos. And he talks to you in a little earpiece that you have. So you get a lot of Hope voiceovers throughout the game. And, and so he was an adult, and then the next thing I knew, I was here, and I was a kid again, and I'm devoid of all emotions. It's very strange. I can't find any records on myself either, but Wait, here like I am. Wait, legit, like, legitimately? That's what he says? That's what he says. He says, I am devoid of all emotions. Yes, and so is Lightning. But she's always been devoid of emotion. Yeah, but now she's actually, like, really a devoid of emo- emotion. So God struck a deal with... So Bunavelza struck a deal with Lightning... <laughs> That if lightning saved a bunch of souls and uh, helped usher in this new existence, then God would revive, would resurrect Sarah, and then they could be together again. Why? Why doesn't Buna Vel- Why doesn't God just do this himself? Because you're the savior. <laughs> oh my god! This is so bad. All right, all right. No, I'm on board. I'm on board. I'm following you. The reason, I, I smell what you're stepping in here. The reason I wanted to outline the storylines to Final Fantasy XIII and Final Fantasy XIII II before I got to Lightning Returns is, in Lightning Returns, everything is dead, but at the same time, everyone alive is immortal. So it just feels like, like you run into snow, and it's like, oh, 500 years have gone by, and snow is still around, and vanille is still around. And Hope is still around as a kid again. And I am, like, there are no consequences in this entire universe. Sweet. This sounds like, this sounds like the place to be then. Like, from the first game, like, the first game, it's like a very real, like, six people with dynamic points of view, choice versus fate, and they're, they're fighting some villain, which was poorly written, Okay, and then they save Cocoon. I get that. 
13 to like a weird alternate dimension and then time travel and it's like yeah okay, no 13 it, 2 it felt it had already started to fall off the rails then but this just sounds out this sounds ridiculous it is john like the first i was an hour or two into it and just watching the cutscenes, i was like this is the most outrageous story i have ever seen in a video game it's just it is out like it oh god i want i i i'm gonna bring this game and I want you to watch just the first like hour of it, just to to share with you how insane it is. Because the way it's set up is so like it's it's insane. It's dumb. ludicrous. It's so dumb. You are playing as Jesus. You are saving souls so that God may reboot existence. And uh, yeah, it's really over the top. Okay, all right. It's really over the top. Now, each of the, in terms of gameplay. The battle system, I'm getting more used to, so I'll talk about the battle system next time once I get a little bit more used to it. But I can say that the game is structured such that there is a kind of a main quest in each of the four realms. So you start in one of the cities, and that's one of the realms, and there's a whole quest series of of quests that you do to complete the main storyline in that area. So each, each of the four locations has their main thing. You have eight days to do it. Uh, there is a timer, so the clock is ticking the entire time, kind of a la Majora's Mask, but I can't make a really good comparison because I never played Majora's Mask. Oh, there's a, there's like a, there's like a, there's like a game timer, right. So I, that's right, I did read about this. There's a game timer that like when the time runs out, you're actually, the game is over, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you It's on a 24-hour clock, and, and they explain that because... Days were always 26 hours, and clocks all had 13 hands. But once the chaos started taking over, we lost an hour. No one really knows why, so we lose two hours a day. So now we're on a 24-hour clock. All right, well, no, that makes sense, because 26 minus uh, two hours of the day is 24. That's That math checks out. Right. Uh, so as you're moving around there's a lot of time sensitive things like there are some gates in the city that are only open late night hours uh there are some that are locked during the day some that are locked during the night sometimes a quest will say like you have to meet this character at noon the next day so there's a lot of timing involved and it's kind of interesting i was just gonna say that you know that it kind of sounds like it could make for some interesting like time mechanics yeah. The thing that I fear about games that do that, and I feared that about Majora's Mask too. I never actually played Majora's Mask, but one of the things that I feared about it was that um, it would find a way to get to a point where like, you would you would have basically lost the game and would not be able to go back. And you wouldn't know it. Right. That's my exact fear as well. Now, Majora's Mask, you can go back in time. You can, you can reset that clock. So that I get. This game has me really worried. Because there was a learning curve, because I didn't understand the whole, like, I didn't know there were main quests in each area. I just thought there was, like, kind of one, and I was doing side quests, and, like, you don't know the pacing of the game until you've explored more of it. And now I'm worried I'm going to get to 70 or 80 hours and beat it and get a crappy ending and have missed, like, two main quests or something because I didn't know what to do. Because you didn't know. Yeah, so I don't don't know how well it's going to work out. Um... I think a second playthrough would be a blast, but I don't know if I'm going to want to play it a second time. So that kind of sucks. But uh, you've got the, each of these four areas, and the clock is always ticking, and when it gets to 6 a.m. every day, you're automatically teleported back to the Ark to feed 
Yggdrasil, because Yggdrasil has to be there, the Tree of Life. Right, wait, really? And, yeah, you feed it Aradia, and Aradia is E-R-A-D-I-A. Aradia is the energy you get from saving souls. So you have to go back and feed it Aradia so that Bunavelza has more time. <laughs> so that Bunavelza has more time to... Uh... What have they done? What happened? <laughs> and uh, so the clock mechanic works. So anyway, you start with eight days left. Now I'm at four days left, so I'm about halfway through, I think, the game. I thought you could extend the number of days if you got enough Aradia, but apparently not. But maybe, I don't know. Uh, but there were eight days when I started. And then through the course of the game, lightning, you're able to equip different magic spells and different attacks and things. Uh, I'll get into the battle system more next time, but you can, so X, circle, square, and triangle, you can assign a different ability to each of those. You can equip a shield, a sword, armor, and then your garb is kind of the base stats for whichever of the three outfits you have. So you have three different outfits that you're wearing and you switch between those in battle. But they're all very cosmetically different. And lightning is really hot. Mm. So it's a distracting game. Yep, you definitely haven't got me sold here. So, uh, you know, at least like, like all Final Fantasy games have had their made-up stuff, right? I mean, Final Fantasy Final Fantasy VI had espers, which is not a real word, but it, it, it sounds at least... It's reserved, like it's a, it's a, it's close, right? Right. Um, Materia from Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, and I, that that to me is a little reserved too. Like there was Magitek in Final Fantasy VI, and that that is just basically a compound word of of magic and technology, and that's kind of a cool idea. It's very steampunk, right? Like that, and also pretty reserved. But Buna Velza and Aradia, and like I don't see. And Falci and Lassie and Seath and there's apostrophes everywhere and I don't know, man. I don't know. Like Final Fantasy fifteen is gonna have to be something special. I I just don't know. I don't know either. But I I mean I'm twenty ish hours into it. At 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 one point I was questioning, am I having fun? I think I am. I think but, I'm having fun. Well now I'm good. definitely having fun. But there was a bit of a curve and I it just there's a lot to get used to. It's a, it's a complicated game. The gameplay is complicated. The storyline sure as hell is complicated. I saved somebody's soul the other day, and I was like, it's weird. It's a weird game. I like it so far, though. So, But I just wanted to talk about how batshit crazy the storyline is. The story is. sounds insane. You play as Jesus. Yeah, no, I kind of can't wait to uh, to kind of watch the first part of it. Yeah. So, that's the storyline of Lightning Returns. <laughs> good, good. I kind of can't wait. Yeah, and there's there's other stuff going on in it as well. Obviously, that I that I didn't touch on. I just glazed over everything. But but when I started the game, I legitimately thought, what does any of this have to do with Final Fantasy thirteen or Final Fantasy thirteen two? And the more I play it, the more it's starting to tie together. But like, it's such a jump because like. In Final Fantasy XIII, you're playing as six relatively mortal human beings with, like, goals and aspirations and purpose. And then 13 you you're, like, 
time traveling on a whimsy trying to save lightning from an eternal battle and then you win the eternal battle and then apocalypse happens and now you're helping god reboot humanity it's like what like that escalated quickly you know what i mean yeah so it just went from it just went from dragon ball to dragon ball gt i don't i've never watched gt but regardless it sounds dumb sounds dumb it sounds dumb and you're right at, I, I actually don't think it doesn't sound at all appealing to me like you have not sold me so um once i don't I think get I'm to get ga- it. well once i get to the gameplay maybe it might yeah maybe I, and i've definitely been bigger on gameplay recently than i have been on story like in terms of games just in general yeah and so. i think it, like the story is shaping it like it's filling out actually what, so I've been thinking about how I'd explain the story to you, and when I thought about it Friday, I was like, "This is gonna be crazy." He's not even gonna believe it. But then, like by the end of Sunday, I was like, "Oh, actually, some of this does make sense now." So it kind of fills itself in, but it starts with just such a lofty, over the top, completely disconnected from the rest of the entire series, like premise that I'm just like, "Where is any of this coming from?" Yeah. How how is Snow the king of some hall and he's been around for 500 years and everyone's immortal except for Hope and Lightning who are robots now and with no emotions <laughs> and Buna Velza is god and he's telling you things it's so weird and it's just it I'm like how is this a final fantasy like why didn't they write a storyline that is makes it a sequel you know Yeah I mean well if they're going to pitch it as a sequel yes why not make it a sequel it would be like if Final Fantasy VI-2 took place on the moon. Like, that's what this feels like to me. It's like, what what happened to any of the original concepts or characters you had? Like, where, where did they go? What is... Why is God here now, you know? Like, what is this, Breath of Fire? Well, there's always... I mean, there's always been kind of... There's always been deities in, in the series. I guess that's not surprising to me. What's... There's really nothing surprising to me. It just sounds dumb. But... I mean, there's there's always been a supreme power that you are, I guess, fighting against in in Final Fantasy thirteen and thirteen two, right? Ah, uh, yeah, I guess. It's still it, annoying. What, like I why, said, it, it sounds really dumb. Why don't they just write simpler stories? Like, why do? Why yeah, do you no, that's these... yeah, that's the real question, right? That's yeah. the dumb. These Japanese games, like. 13, like you said, we both said, made a lot of sense. It was great. And then you got to the end boss, and I'm like, who are you? And what yeah. are you doing? And, like, why? Like, Do you remember the story in Final Fantasy Tactics? If you want to talk about, like, kind of better... I mean, it had it had its fair share towards the end of Supernatural stuff in it. But in general, the, like, the political stuff in that game was wonderful. That was amazing. Yeah, and not... And not at all, and unfortunately it had a terrible translation with the first version of it, but it, when they came out with that new translation, it was awesome, and it wasn't, it wasn't like crazy supernatural again until the end, it was totally great, and it, I, it was like one of the best stories they've ever written, I think. I think it's one of the best stories in any video game. Yeah, it was, it was great. So, I, I don't know, they have the, the potential either was there, or it, it could still be there, they just... They, it feels like they're trying to like one up themselves over and over again. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing, but for the most part, it's been a fun game. And for three ninety nine, I can buy a Lara Croft Tomb Raider costume for Lightning. Uh huh. So that might happen. Yeah. No, you shouldn't do that though. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. 
Yeah, you shouldn't you shouldn't do that one though. Oh, I will say I got the uh, Cloud Strife garb, which is a downloadable content if you pre-ordered the game. So you you dress like a soldier first class with a Buster Sword. Thank God that you had to wait four extra days to get it so you could get that Cloud Strife garb download. Yeah, thank God for that. So I got that, and if you win a battle wearing the Cloud Strife garb, it plays the victory music from Final Fantasy VII. Well, that just changes everything. I thought it was cool. I regret every decision I made not to pre-order. I, as you should, as you should. So, anyway, the other hard part of the game is playing with one hand. hi Get it? Yeah, good one. Because she's really hot. Because you're masturbating. Yeah, because she's really hot. Yeah. She's so hot. I always thought Fang was hotter. But then you realized that you had no chance, right? I realized I have no choice. Oh, if this is a choice versus fate thing. I got it. No, that was actually that was actually pretty clever. Thank you. Yeah, no, you didn't mean it like that. Definitely. No, that's what I was going for. No, for you sure. didn't. No, choice you versus didn't. fate. Fang is my choice, but lightning returns is my fate. So, what did you play this weekend, or what have you been playing? Okay, so I finished, um, and I know last week I said I had finished Final Fantasy V, and that I was going to go back and do the optional dungeon that they put in. I did. It was very challenging and very good. Uh, and the more I played that game and kept playing that game, and learned about all the systems in that game and everything, read some facts and stuff, uh, that may be the best Final Fantasy game that has ever been made. It's really good. You're the worst. It's really, really good. That game is really good. So How, how How is it... No, it's too hard. Okay, so it's really good, and uh, I had a really, really great time with that optional dungeon. Uh, the final boss, though, was a little, like, they they kind of the the final boss in the game is fine, but then you get the final boss in the optional dungeon is a little cheap, right? They kind of they kind of just to make him hard, they make his him pretty cheap. So um, I was a little disappointed in that, but overall the rest of that dungeon was great. Um, and that actually took a long time. I was surprised that uh, that dungeon took a while, uh, and it unlocks a new class the next time you play the game. But I'm not going to play the game again for a while, at least not until the summer when that. Uh, that charity thing happens that I talked about in a previous episode. Um, so finish that up. And then I bought bravely default flying face. You did what? Oh, wait, is that the name of the game? I no, think flying that... fairy fly bravely default flying fairy. Okay. That's the Japanese name of the game. That's what I've always known it as flying Fl- fairy flying face. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. I thought no. there was uh no, in Two in the, versions? There's not two versions. In the American version, there's some weird subtitle, but it, it only happens at the like the splash screen of the start of it. Um And and I think the main reason why I bought it, one was because after talking about it, I was just I I it's I knew it was a game for me. Like I knew it was a game that I should be playing. So um that was one of the reasons. The second reason was just you you kinda convinced me when we talked about it. I mean, I pretty much had to, but you, you didn't do the demo first? No, I didn't. I just, we I, we were at Toys R Us, Babies R Us, buying diapers, and it was there, and I was like, eh, let's do it. So, it gives me an excuse to boot up my 3DS again. Um, so, I'm about si- five to six hours in to it, um, and we've already talked about, you've already, like, broken down the battle system and stuff. I'm not going to spend a lot of time with anything. Um I think I'm realizing a little bit that I'm kind of over Japanese role-playing game stories just in general. Yeah. Like, the 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 start of this game has has 
this really like obtuse, obscure language that some fairy is just spouting out at you that doesn't mean anything. Um, and and I that just happens in lots of other Japanese role playing games. And I just like I'm over kind of nonsensical, cryptic intros and stories to games that that aren't actually like deep and interesting. They just like fake deep and interesting. So is Bunavelza in this game? There's there's no Bunavelza. Okay. Um, but the other reason why I wanted this game too was because I had just gotten done with Final Fantasy V. I loved the job system in V. Just loved it. I think it was it's one of the best systems they ever made. And I, you know, I knew from all of the talkings that we had about this game and everything I read that it had a very deep job system. So um, super, I was super excited to get into that again since I just left it with Final Fantasy V. Um, started playing it, and so far I'm really impressed. It's really good, um, and it's not easy, and I like that. Yes, so, I knew you would like it. So all the great things, all the great things that we talked about the uh, the battle slider. First thing I did was I actually bumped that up, uh, just to like get in more random encounters and kind of I'm I'm the kind of guy that doesn't mind grinding, mm-hmm. so um, I wanted to make sure I was like prepared for future stuff. Um, and so I bumped that up right away. Um, and I like the way that they introduce classes in the game, which I don't know if this was apparent in the demo, cause again, I didn't play it, but what, what you do is you kill the officers of this flying brigade that the enemy has, the enemy commands, and the, the officers are basically each a class. And so you kill them. Uh, and you get that class after you kill them. Okay. No, they didn't do that in the demo, but that's okay. Yeah, and so that's how you're unlocking classes is basically beating bosses. And you can tell which class you're going to unlock by what boss you're fighting. Um, so I've unlocked a handful of classes. I now have all four characters, and I have all of the class. I have got a class for each of them now. Um, and they've just they did some things that I that. I, they just streamlined a bunch of stuff that I really like. Like, for instance, every character, no matter what class they are, can use every piece of equipment. But their stats are, like, the character classes are what affects the stat changes, like, depending on their equipment. So, for instance, you know, a monk can use any weapon, but his his attack will go down with anything but, like, fist weapons. Right. Rather than go up. Like... You know, a black mage can use swords, that's fine, but it's not going to do basically anything for him. And it won't raise his magic stat, which rods will do. So, like, that, that is why you are incentivized to put rods on your black mages, that kind of thing. Um, and so, like, there's no reason to get rid of equipment, and, like, there's there's a way more customization that way. Because you could technically have, like, you know, a battle mage if you wanted, because you could just base their equipment on that. And just change their class and abilities to whatever you wanted. Right. Um, so I really like that. Um, and again, the 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 brave and default system like really really changes things. Um, it just it because the enemies can do that. I I think it's actually less interesting the fact that you can do it because there are quite a few of the of the harder battles I've gotten into where the strategy just ends up being with the characters that do damage default up until your maximum ability and then just brave. So you default store up a bunch of, of action points and then brave all of your action points in one go for all of your characters and kill everything. 
hmm. and that like takes a minimal amount of damage. And the and then your characters that like are healers, for instance, that don't need to to store up action points, they just sit there and heal if they need to throughout the battle. And those battles are less interesting. But um, when it comes to boss battles, like that's kind of where it's been at so far. Um, but yeah, so far the game is is really good. Again, I'm only six hours in, so I'm not gonna talk. I'm not gonna elaborate on it much more until I get more time into it. Uh, but it seems like the type of game that I'm going to be able to spend a lot of time with. And it's great for having a baby because it's on the 3DS, so it's very easy to close um, and just kind of pick up again for a couple of minutes and close again. The things that I do really like about it are all of those uh, all of those community hooks that they put in. Yeah, you do like those? They're really good. Like, the, the very first... So when I said last week, I said that like at the at the beginning of the game, I had heard that you your like village gets destroyed. That actually is the opening action of the game. Okay, like that, that is what makes your character uh, leave and go to the first village. So after you don't even have to do anything, and the king of the first village puts you in charge of the restoration effort of that village. So that's what opens up that like extra village for you to to uh, rebuild. And um, it's a gr- I think it's just a great little system, and it's something you, you can't actually spend real-world wor- money on. Um, so that's kind of neat. Um, whereas there is another premium thing in the game that I don't understand, but Does this that is involve not... sleep points? Yes. Okay, because I've heard after last week, since last week, talking about it, I've heard yeah. that near the end of the game there's kind of a controversial segment with the sleep points well we'll see when i get there but right now like the the that's the only thing i can see that you can spend real world money on i do find it i have been finding it kind of weird that they've been adding these premium hooks into games that are already full price but it's a crappy trend that hopefully doesn't continue yeah it'll continue as long as they make money on it which probably means indefinitely unfortunately um but the the town restoration thing is really fun so you can kind of like guide which it's pretty basic i mean you just it's set and forget yeah um and then once a character clears out something you can then upgrade other stuff or like clear out paths to new buildings and stuff but it's just it's it adds a fun layer and then at any save the save points are this weird magic dude that just randomly shows up in the game and you can buy equipment that you've unlocked from him from your village so at any point you have access then to like other equipment, which is really cool. Um, so yeah, the social hooks are good. Um, I haven't really explored using the, like calling other people into my game because I haven't really gone online with it yet. What I'm probably going to do is I'm probably going to post my friend code to like Google plus or something. See if I can get a couple of people that are also playing the game at the same time as me. Um, because that system seems kind of fun, calling people in, sending your characters out into other people's games. They can call your character in. Yeah, I will do that with you. I have one more optional boss in the demo, and once I beat it, I'm going to do that. Yeah, um, but overall so far, really enjoying it, and I'm definitely going to continue playing it. I'll, And I, this probably going to be the next thing I talk about, so I'll keep you posted. Sweet. That means oh, that means I have to start playing it, so nothing gets. Yeah, and that means you might have to stop playing Lightning Returns. Bummer. <sighs> no, I'm going out of town for St. Patrick's Day weekend, so I will be traveling and will need my 3ds on me. Is that this coming weekend? Uh, well, St. Patrick's Day is Monday. Yeah. Wow. Time is going by quickly. 
and I'm not I'm not able to keep track of days. Right. Yeah. It's mo- yeah Monday the seventeenth. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna be out of town for St. Patrick's Day weekend. Um, going back to visit the family because of course. My dad plays the bagpipes, and my nieces are well. One of my nieces does Highland dancing, so very Scottish. Uh, which obviously St. Patrick's is Irish, but I don't really. Uh, no one cares on St. Patrick's. Any Day. excuse to drink? Yeah, basically. Um, so I'm gonna go do that. Uh, so I will be gone, which means long bus and or train and or car rides, which means lots of 3ds time. So you should play uh, Bravely Default Flying Face. Yeah, because that's what it's called. It was kind of sad to take out Pokemon Y out of my 3ds but i'm still a little scarred yeah uh have you saved your game in bravely default i have and there's an autosave feature you know like most games of the 21st century (laughs) uh when i do eventually review pokemon y which i will do someday for sure you're gonna save your game no I've saved my game several times i even do the data link deal where you can sync it or game sync where I sync my save data with the internet. Really? Yeah. Like in case you lose it or something? Uh, No, I think it's just to give you stats in the PokemonTrainer.com or whatever. Oh. I don't really understand all the online features. I know there's a lot of them, and I know that no one on the global trading system will give me a Bulbasaur for my extra Charmander. All I want is a Bulbasaur. I have a Squirtle and a Charmander and a Pikachu. I want a Bulbasaur. And I I'll, put... give you, I'll give you a Bulbasaur. Wow. It's my penis. Oh, hey. Didn't see that one coming. Is your Bulbasaur going to snowball with me too? Now, now I definitely don't want to know what that means. <laughs> I think you do. All right. All right. You send me a Bulbasaur and I'll trade it for Bunavelza. <laughs> there has been. I've uh, I've been checking the Twitch Plays Pokemon subreddit and there's been an... Uh, an influx of people just mass wonder trading Pokemon named after Twitch plays Pokemon. That is so great. So, like, some guy caught, like, 50 Farfetch'd and just named them all Ducks, which is what they called them in Twitch plays Pokemon, and just, uh-huh. like, just massively, just, like, spread them to the winds. That's so good. Yeah, I might what a great name... What a great thing that was. I know. It is. It is, it is. I have a Pidgeot, and I might name it Bird Jesus and trade it. Jesus. I haven't decided yet. That's pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good stuff. I think I actually changed my 3DS Street Pass message to something about Twitch Plays. I think I changed it to Praise Lord Helix, actually. Oh, and you know what else I did this weekend? Uh, that'll be, you know, that can be the final thing we talk about. Um, I uh, I watched the N- the NLCS, the the League of Legends League for North America. Um, they basically stream every weekend, and I just started to realize that. And it's a great way for me, who is no longer going to be able to play League of Legends, to get my League of Legends fix in. You know what I mean? You know, that's so interesting you should say that, because this afternoon I saw a Kotaku article, and it was it was about burnout. It's like, oh, you got all these games, but you're kind of burned out. You don't feel like playing anything. You don't know what to play. Here, we'll help you out. And it had, you know, because it's like, you know, you'll you'll sit there and stare at your Steam library of 30 games you haven't played, but you don't feel like playing any of them. Right. And it, it gave a couple generic tips. It was like, go into your uh, queue of games you haven't played yet, or get a new game, or revisit an old classic. And it had like five or six like suggestions like that. And then it said, watch a Let's Play, or watch somebody else play, or, or watch... 
And it's like sometimes you just are burned out and you just want to watch somebody play a game. It's lower, like, kind of um, engagement or low involvement, and you're still able to kind of get your fix. So that's yeah. super interesting you would say that because I was just thinking about that earlier today. Yeah, and and the thing is, is I, I miss playing that game. The game is the, – the game still is awesome to me, but just it – there is – it is such a commitment when you sit down to play it. Even just a round is a is a is about a forty five minute like right at after after like picking your champions and everything. It's like a forty five minute commitment of time where you cannot leave. Like you can, there's no pause. So it's just it's not something that will be a doable thing in my life for the foreseeable future. So, but I still miss it, and I still I still would love to play it if I could. But watching like the professional scene playing it, it's a lot to me now like watching a basketball game, which you know me, I love basketball. It's like my favorite sport to watch. I could never play basketball well, ever. So, but I still love to watch it. So now that's going to be kind of kind of my thing, I think. Um, and it's on, it's on like every single weekend. So it's really, it's really kind of fun for me to watch now. That seems legit. Yeah, so that's going to be something I'm going to be doing on the weekends, too. Well, what I've been watching less of is Twitch Plays Pokemon because I never played Crystal, and so I don't know what's going on at all. Have you noticed that at all? Or I was, I never really watched the original Twitch Plays Pokemon. I just read about it. I just okay. learned about it. Well, but even reading about it, I mean, I'm I'm getting the jokes. Like, I get, I'm getting what happened after the fact. Like, they used a Master Ball on a Goldian. In Pokemon Crystal. Uh-huh. For the uninitiated, Master Ball catches any Pokemon, no matter what, and they used it on a Goldeen, which is a very weak Pokemon, and there's only one Master Ball in the game. See, in Red, they caught Zapdos using the Master Ball, which was, like, a miracle in and of itself, and yeah, so, like, that's funny, because I get it, but some of this other stuff talks about, like, oh, getting through this gym or getting past this character, and I'm like, I can't relate to it. That sucks. It's sad. Yeah, I but am sad for you. The PBS Idea Channel did a video on Twitch Plays Pokemon. Really? Yes, the PBS Idea Channel is my favorite YouTube channel. Pretty That's pretty much. awesome. Yeah, it's they they he uh, it's a guy from well it's PBS people and they talk about usually internet culture stuff, but from like a reflective point of view, like. There's there's one now on Twitch plays Pokemon and does it like redeem your uh, understanding of the human race and it compares it to some kind of philosophy that maintains that humans will not accomplish anything without some sort of established order or something along those lines and it draws all these parallels and talks about the anarchy versus democracy and stuff and it's really interesting but they've done ones on like is bullet hell a type of meditation. Like, the, the crazy bullet hell games, like right. Ikaruga, like, is it a form of meditation? And he talks about, like, the state of mind that your mind goes in for meditation. And uh, they've done episodes on Doctor Who being a religion and stuff like that. So it's very – a lot of it's very, like, nerd culture. There's one about Minecraft being the ultimate learning tool, the ultimate educational tool. So they, they do a lot of video game-specific stuff and, like – uh, a lot of sci-fi stuff. So I love that channel, and they're really well-produced. And they did one on Twitch, and I was like, I'm done with the internet. I'm done. That's pretty good. You can't follow that. Yeah. 
And actually, on our, on our YouTube channel, if you go to YouTube and find us, Unqualified Gamers, on YouTube, I just made a playlist. It's a public playlist. And if you're interested, it's video game rock music remixes and live covers, things like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, like, building it in case somebody just wants to kind of rock out. And the reason I started building it is because if you search Bravely Default Battle on YouTube, there's a 17-minute video of a live, like, orchestra slash rock band performance of the Bravely Default Battle music. Have oh, you... the music in the game is awesome, by oh, the so, way. Yeah, it's, oh, so... it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. You should you should go to YouTube and search Bravely Default Live, and it's like a live rock band and orchestra doing it, and it's awesome. I don't need to hear it for 17 minutes, but it's really good. Well, it's not just the battle theme. It's like a medley of the battle theme into the boss theme into some other theme I haven't heard. But there's like solos and stuff, and then like change, they modulate a few times. Like they, they keep it interesting. It's not repetitive. Okay. Um, I've listened to it like 40 times. Uh, but that's on the playlist. So go check us out on YouTube and subs- subscribe if you haven't already because that'd be nice. Uh, but yeah, check out the playlist. I'm hoping to curate some more playlists too until I reach the point where I can start posting more videos because we're going to start posting videos of stuff we need to get some gameplay videos up on that there. sure we have we have the technology we do have the technology so john and i will work on that sometime march is going to be a pretty crazy month for me but maybe in april sure i don't know so yeah and you can find everything else that we do at unqualifiedgamers.com please submit us to reddit even though they're holes and they won't let us share anything on there i know nothing about reddit so i'm gonna leave that up to you like i do most things actually Yes, leave it up to you, listener. I don't, I'm not going to, I don't, yeah. Reddit's fine, but submitting is so arbitrary. Sometimes they, like, show your post, and other times they're like, nope. Like, I submitted the PBS Idea channel does Twitch Plays Pokemon to the Twitch Plays Pokemon subreddit. Zero upvotes, because it just never showed up. Because Reddit just auto-filters everything you submit to it, and is like, oh, this must be spam. Okay, thanks. Well, why Reddit. are you spamming them? They're making another Batman game. Are you surprised? Big surprise. Yeah, but, like, they would never make a Halo game after Halo 4. Oh, that's true. That did finish the series completely. Finished it off. Finished it hard. Finished it in Bunavellas' mouth so he could snowball it with Charizard. so bad now. Now, let us never talk to snowballing again. What if Charizard was a Falci? Uh, I got nothing. <laughs>